1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network where we believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. The reason I know that is because we got the Lions legend, the hard hit and safety, the man that doesn't take any crap on the back end or on this show. And he's from the U. You know who he is. Benny Blades, everybody. Benny, how you doing this week?
0: I'm doing great this, year, this week. I'm ready to dig into the topics this week.
1: We got we got lots to talk about. What what's going on in South Florida? Are you holding it down? Or are we okay weather wise? You doing good down there?
0: I mean, you ready to talk some football today? I'm ready to talk some football because uh the look that hurricane. But matter of fact, both of the hurricanes miss south florida so i'm ready my hurricanes went up through the gulf coast you know and kind of messed up a little bit of uh louisiana and texas but i'm ready to talk shop baby let's go
1: benny are are you talking about weather hurricanes are you talking about this (laughs) i know you're just trying to fit in the word hurricanes wherever you can on this show am i right
0: (laughs) that's what happens when you talk about Tropical storms, hurricanes. <laughs> Everybody talk. You think you're talking about that? You baby, because it's all about the hurricanes. No matter how you spin it, it's you, about that you. You were
1: talking about them storms, and you called them your hurricanes, like like they like they were your teammates. and You're talking about storms. I don't know, I, I don't know what's going
0: on. It? I, I have lived in South Florida the majority of my life. Okay, until I had to, you know, go to Michigan. I probably would still been there, but I'm a South Floridian by heart and right. so my hurricanes I, I can say that my hurricanes, since i've been since a little boy i've been dealing with tropical storms hurricanes and it's probably why i went to the u because <laughs> their nickname are the hurricanes
1: there is no doubt about it all right we're off to a hot start i can tell that you're fired up we got tons to talk about today um we are gonna uh, you know, just to give the people a recap, you got to stay tuned for this show. Um, lot, lots of big things happened with the Lions the last couple of weeks. I mean, padded practices, a lot of their offensive players are balling out. And we definitely have to talk about what went down yesterday at Allen Park, where they uh, called off practice, you know, had a, a very, you know, uh, Team coming together dealing with these uh, social injustice issues. So we'll, we'll talk about all that. But what we want to do right off the top before we get rolling is we want to get our new sponsor in here right off the top, and that's betonline.ag. So everybody take a listen to the sponsor, and we'll be right back.
0: I believe, I
1: believe, I believe. Did somebody say playoffs? The playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Here on Believe in Lions, we're thinking the Detroit Lions are a sneaky good bet this year. Yeah, you heard it here first. So take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. And sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I
0: believe, I believe, I believe.
1: Alright everybody, we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Uh, please uh, give them a look online and, and pull that up. Definitely a, a great service, betonline.ag there, no doubt about it. Benny, before we get into football, we're going to talk all about the offense today. I've got some questions for you. I want to know about what you thought about players on offense during your playing days. But we can't duck around the subject. We're not scared of it here on the show, as well as it's very important to talk about. So the Lions, you know, showed up to... You know, the facility yesterday, we're going to practice, uh, Matt Patricia could tell there was lots on his players' minds, the things that went down in Wisconsin, as well as all the other issues that have been not only happening recently, but just continue to happen in this country that are just a, a travesty on so many levels. So he, he could feel that in his players. They, they started a discussion. Next thing you know, multiple hours went by. They decided to call off practice. They came out front of the facility with a sign that said, we won't be silent, had some really powerful messages from Trey flowers and Taylor Decker, as well as um, Daron Harmon was up front as well. And Matt Stafford as well. So what did you think? I know you heard about this. I definitely want to give you a a platform here to discuss this and and take it wherever you'd like. Derek,
0: um, not only are we dealing with COVID-19 that, you know, the country's been devastated by, but we're also dealing with a beast that's been plaguing, uh, I can't even say the black community, but society since I've been a little boy. And I tell people, you'll never ever understand what it is to be, An African-American male living in America until you go through some of the things that we've gone through and so because I mentor to a lot of the young kids here in South Florida I like to talk to them and get their interpretation of what's going on and try to shine some light to how it is to be respectful but not be disrespected. Mm-hmm. And we watched that video of a young man and <laughs> for a young man to be shot, pulled by a shirt and shot seven times for to me, you know what I mean? For, for no apparent reason, but just what it is. That's, that's attempted murder and for me to show these same young African American young men that I mentor a second video today where the young young kid same town had an AR-15 shot three people walked past the police officers not Taze not arrested, when home, got in his bed. Why? Because he was a different color. How do you explain that to young men that you're judged by the contents, not of your character, by the color of your skin? You could be right, but you're wrong. And I tell them all the time, regardless of how you may feel about a situation, always be respectful because I want to see you guys tomorrow. I don't want to go to, I've I've gone to a few young people's funerals and because I care about these young men, just be respectful. I don't care if you at that moment, you feel as though your rights are being taken. Just be respectful because I want to see young black men live for the next day. And to me, this is so disheartening that America takes two different sides. This is, well, he has a right to bear arms. And for this young man to go home and lay down in his bed and there's no charge brought against him for killing three people, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I just don't get it. And I, I understand why the Lions players, you know, voice their opinions. Because enough is enough. When are we going to say when we look at sports in totality, when over maybe 67 to 70%, whether it be basketball, football, and baseball, are brown and black people? We have to say it's okay to applaud us when we're playing a game, but also respect us when we're away from the game. So that's why te- people will never understand the differences between white and black America. We can say, well, uh, you know, we'll put a bandaid on it. No, it's time that the young African men, and, and, and I'm glad these guys are, are taking a voice now. I, I'm glad because they have a platform that none of us, former players, politicians, can ever have they have a platform that millions and millions and millions of people will listen to them and change america the way where your voice is heard so kudos and applause to the lions players for doing just that
1: yeah appreciate you uh being open and honest there benny i I know for me like there's so many things that I could say on it, but I guess like a couple things that have resonated with me, you know, I know one thing Matt Patricia has really hung on to is like, um, he said, Trey flowers told him this off season, like, you know, the biggest thing you could do or the, is just to listen. You know, sometimes we always try to explain it away or, or give our side of the story, talk about it. like, I think listening is really important. I also think a lot of people are missing the point. Like some of the things you hit on just there are kind of like what happened just recently, but I think this is just a huge, um, much bigger, broader topic about years and decades. And, you know, so much time has went by where, like you say, African-Americans have just been treated unfairly by cops and on lots of different levels. And I think when you hear people say, oh, uh, you know, all lives matter. They're just totally missing the point because,
0: right.
1: you know, people have not been, you know, treated unfairly across the board. It's been, you know, one group of people for, like you say, no reason more than the color of their skin, which is totally wrong. And it's, this isn't about, you know, everybody else here. This is about um, the African-American community saying, we're, we're sick of this crap. Like, this continues to happen. It continues to happen with police, first and foremost, and continues to happen on this bigger level. And we're going to do something about it. So I'm, I'm glad everybody started standing up, had to do the protest, had to do a bunch of things. Hey, they got your attention now. Everybody's got your attention. And we're starting to get some change, you know, right before we started recording. You know, NBA decided to boycott their games. They're not playing in basketball because they want to make a bigger statement as well and the Lions came out and made a big statement about this so I think this is an ultimate equality issue like I don't care what your creed color religion is you're equal to me in every way uh, anybody that I meet, we're, we're exactly the same. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care what your bank account says. I don't care what you look like or what your, um, you know, things that you do. You're an equal human being. This Somebody was trying to tell me on Instagram, oh, you know, they should stop talking about politics and play football. This isn't a politics issue. This is a human being issue. Yeah. And, and I feel yeah, like yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, get I, that I together. All the time. Just,
0: you know, people always like to break things down into different, like you said, different races, whether you're Asian, you're European, you're African-American, you're Nigerian. God only made one race. That's the human race. Right. So until we start saying, okay, look, I understand what you're saying. Like you say, you have to have a listening ear. A lot of people hear you, but they really don't hear you. You're just talking to a deaf ear. Right. Somebody has to say I hear you and I really understand. Because okay. if not we we're, we're getting to you know I'm 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 sorry to say but we're getting to a point where there's going to be two different classes in America. Those that have and those that have not. Because those that have don't even want to listen to the ones that don't have. I truly believe in equality around the board. I I'm, I'm like you. I don't I don't care. I don't see white, black, Asian. I don't I don't. I just don't see that. I treat people the way they treat me. You treat me kind. I treat you kind. Cause I tell people, it, it's two things I'm gonna do when it, when it, when, it, when it comes to me and mine, I'm gonna protect myself and I'm gonna protect my my family at any cost. that's just how I am and so I tell people i I, I go out here I don't bother with anybody. I'll listen to what anybody has to say because that's your right you you have the freedom of speech but if I don't agree with you we have that same right to say let's agree to disagree. Nobody has to be right if you feel a certain way. Now, if I can convince you that you're wrong and you just stand on a principle just because you just don't want to be wrong, then that that's it's called ignorance.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just I just don't I have no patience and time for ignorance.
1: And the last thing I want to say about it is I just think, you know, it's all about perspective. You know, a lot of people try to speak from whatever their perspective is or want to justify, you know, what they've experienced in their lives. And I know from myself, just speaking personally, like if and when I get pulled over by a police officer, I'm not worried about being shot and killed and, and hearing other people say that that's the first thing they think of. That's that's horrifying to me to think that other people um, in this world are are so fearful of that where like it doesn't cross my mind so I think we need to look at it from other people's perspective and understand that you know, it's not about you, you know, it's not about, um, you know, a lot of these uh, people that want to stand up and, and try to, you know, either take the other side or, or, or say their piece. It's like, you've never been in those situations, and, and you just don't even know. So you just need to sit there not only listen, but understand, you know, like, uh, it's always harder to understand somebody else's viewpoint. But that's really how you understand people is, is see where they're coming from and what they've been through and look at it through that lens instead of the lens that you may have experienced it your whole life so i think you know like i say i wanted to bring it up off the top we got to get to some football but i'm really glad you um you know i wanted you to speak on it as well as it's really important you know i don't i don't want to be a show where we totally dance around these type of topics but um i know it, it's it's hits people in their heart you know on lots of different levels and I, like i said bringing it back to the lions I feel like the Lions galvanized as a team. They said, you know, we're, we've are we had enough. We want to make a stand. We want to make change. Matt Stafford said he'd never been more proud to be a Detroit Lion. I don't know that i had ever been more proud to be a fan of the Lions, to see them come together and stand up the way they did. And for everybody recently that has stood up and said, uh, this is it. We need to change. This has got to stop. And <clears throat> that's that's just really important across the board. So proud of, yeah, proud of everybody. Yeah, we've, in-
0: we've talked about him on, on some – Previous shows may not be to this effect, but like I said, until you come together as a unit in a locker room and you stand as one, and that lets your fellow brother, and I have to say it that way, you know, because I tell people I have white brothers, I have Jewish brothers, I have right. Asian brothers. You come together as brothers and you all have one voice. And you all have one thought. Because now you truly begin to understand what the other is going through. And so, like I said, I I, I have, just like yourself, have never been more proud to call myself a former lion than I was yesterday. Because a, a lot of people, they, they went to practice like it was just another day.
1: Yep, and the Lions, you know, first team to step up and really do that. Now we're seeing a chain effect, so, so that's great to see. So, Benny, like I say, we could stay here for another hour and discuss it back and forth, but I, I just think it's important for everybody to know this was a real moment, not only for the Detroit Lions, but for sports and for society and for uh, change, hopefully, not only now, but um, for uh, years to come. I think Matt Patricia said, you know, I hope yesterday – Lives with us forever, you know, and, and uh, everybody that experienced it and and knows what the gravity of it was. So, I hope that as well. Benny, there's there's not a great way to transition, but I think we should uh, keep this show moving. And, and
0: uh, the best way to going. transition, Doug, is okay. Now that our hearts are not heavy anymore, let's talk some Lions football.
1: <laughs> All right, good stuff, Benny. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, let let's let's do exactly that. So, the last show, you know, we talked defense because. You're a man of the defensive side of the ball. You put the fear of God in people. But today I wanted to take the other side of the ball and kind of see where you're coming at when it comes to offense. But before we get to that, um, there's been news coming out of camp that TJ Hawkinson has been absolutely unguardable at the tight end position. DeAndre Swift has been uh, swift and everything else in between running the football. Marvin Jones can't be covered on the outside. Quintez Cephas, the rookie who I don't know if you know this, Benny, but he, by he was compared by Gil Brandt to a certain guy you might know. His name is Michael Irvin from... The you, baby. <laughs> and this kid is balling out. He's catching everything. He's physical. He's, a, he's just playing great, I hear. So those are all guys on the offense side of the ball. We didn't even talk about Kenny or carry on. So w- what do you think when you're hearing all this good stuff about offense uh, kind of in the first couple weeks of camp?
0: Well, like I said last week, defense wins ball games, but you still got to put an offensive juggernaut on the field. Just an FYI. Because I had to do a little bit of research. The Lions have not had. Correct me if I'm wrong. A thousand yard rusher. Since 2013. Reggie that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. To yeah. put on Matthew Stafford. Oh
1: it's that's terrible. That's, that's, a-
0: <laughs> that's a lot. That's, I'm telling you. That's a lot of pressure. To put on one, one, one young man. And he, he's handled that with a lot of grace. But, you know, we, we need a running back. And that's why I told you I hope this Swift kid can be more like a Barry Sanders. And that way he takes a lot of pressure off of Matthew Stafford, especially coming off of back surgery. You know, coming off of back surgery, look, we, we need to keep him upright. And the best way to keep him upright is to have a running game.
1: Yeah, they they have not done that. Like you said, 2013 was an anomaly, too, because that was was Reggie Bush, who, yeah, he got 1,000, but he wasn't very impactful or dynamic in his time here with Detroit. He was just okay. So they have have not run the football, and I I feel like that is a big issue, but they got a lot of guys on the outside, and if this Hawkinson kid comes around, it's going to be – it's going to be crazy, absolutely crazy to deal with. So, Benny, before we get in, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit about, like, from the defense side of the ball, like, what did you look for in an offensive player and what jumped out to you? But before I get to that, you know, one of the things I've started to do on the show, I like to give you a little bit of a hard time, especially when it comes to a certain university. What university do you think that might be?
0: The U Baby. <laughs>
1: Benny I've been sitting on this for like two weeks but I gotta let you know this so uh there was a guy that came out of the U, and his name was Michael Jackson he was a cornerback he was a a guy I liked in the draft process he went to the Dallas Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys let him go and the Lions scooped him up so he's been like under the radar I'm thinking man maybe Michael Jackson has a little something on the back end for the Lions Next thing you know, a couple weeks ago, the Lions trade Michael Jackson to guess who, the New England Patriots for a late-round pick. So your, your, your boy from the U didn't help us out here in Michigan, but I, I guess you could say in college he was—you know, Michael Jackson was a thriller, but in the ah. pros, I mean, he was bad. I mean,
0: uh, he, 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 he was real bad. Go, now, go ahead and use all those Michael, Michael Jackson jokes. And now that they traded is, him, look. Benny, you know what he's got to do? This man's he look to, he, look, in the he has to play. The he's bottom line.
1: Benny, hold on. You're cutting off my joke here. And now that he's him. gone, he's gotta look himself he's gotta look at the man in the mirror, Benny, now that he's been traded from the lion. <laughs> okay, now you can go.
0: <laughs> great look, great joke, Derek. Um but like you said, no pun intended, but he does. He has to look inwardly and say how am I gonna transition and stay in this league? Because he had a so-so career at the U. And uh, look, what, what what he's done now, three teams, what, in four or four, five years? That, that, that's, that's not saying a, a, a lot for him. Hopefully, he, he can go over to New England. I'm, I'm gonna talk about him just a little bit, only because he's he's a you guy, and uh, hopefully he can go over to New England. He can, he can stick because we have 24 other Universal Miami players scattered around the NFL <laughs> that I know is gonna stick because we're ballers down there. Okay.
1: I, are, but, did, did they cancel the season yet, or no?
0: Did you what? Did what?
1: Did they cancel the season yet for the Canes, or no?
0: You know they have him. Come on. Come on.
1: Uh, well, it's a – I mean, it might be a matter of time. I think they're going to play. I think we're going to get them, the SEC. They're going to play. But uh, I scared look, you there a look, weeks it, ago. And
0: last I've heard, you see, a lot of those kids, like Justin Fields, wants to sue the NCAA right. for canceling right. the Big Ten season so early because he's trying to figure out this kid was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Okay, yeah. you cancel the Big Ten mean? season. <laughs> the ACC is still going to play. The SEC is still going to play, and uh, the Pac Pac One of those. Yeah,
1: but yeah. that's what I can't understand. Like, why, why, why did one call a bunch of? call it off and the other ones are just like no we're good we're going to just go the NFL seems to be doing fine they're definitely going to play right. so it's like i don't understand how it's either way but like you say i didn't want to get on a huge tangent i just wanted to give you some <laughs> grief about Michael Jackson <laughs> he, he was just an RA right player i was kind of hoping he'd catch on or be a depth corner but it doesn't look like it and i was like oh, I at least got to beat Benny up about that so and and i got well, I, know, I know i know you always try to find something
0: to beat me up about my you guys but it's okay <laughs> it's okay you could do that derek because Like I told you, Michigan will be sitting home watching the U play this year, okay?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. So, like, I'm trying to beat you up about it, but you can always beat me up because my team ain't going to be suiting up anytime soon, which is not fun for me. So I got to at least, like, turn it on you if I can. All right, can, can we talk some offense? Let's get off this. You're, you're starting to turn this to a Michigan topic, and you're getting me hot over here, Benny. All right, so you as a defensive player, like, what are you looking at from your offense? Like, obviously, it's a 50-50 defense offense. They help each other. But when you were out there playing – what, what did you expect from those guys on the on the offense? Did you, did you need a certain amount of points? Did you want to see some mojo? Did you count on them? And if they didn't hold their weight, were you coming after them, like you said on the other part of the show, that you were holding your defensive guys to a certain standard? How did you do that?
0: Well, when you, when you talk about defense holding the offenses accountable, here's what we always looked at. If you gave us 17 points in the National Football League, that seems to be the average, Okay. Now, we just looked for our offense to have ball control. I mean, if we if we went into a game, let's say hypothetically, if we're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we know their defense was kind of suspect, we would expect for our offense to score randomly. You know what I mean? Every time they got the ball, we we wanted them to score. Because why? We knew we wouldn't have much time to be sitting on the bench. So, if you, if you're going to go three and out or seven and out make sure you put seven points on the board so that way we get a little bit of rest because when you're playing in a hundred degree weather down in tampa huh i don't need you to be three and out and you didn't move the ball no so it all it all depended because we as a defense always went in our offense had to have 17 points that was the minimum if you scored more than that that was a bonus because we always said, 17, we're going to win the ball game.
1: And if they did so, have 17, did they have to answer to 36?
0: I, I told you. Because my whole thing was, <laughs> if we lost a game and it was 13-10, to 10, man, I'm pissed. Ain't none of y'all should get paid. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, that's just, that's just the way I felt, and I, and I made my feelings be known. I mean, I know people in the locker room thought I was kind of crazy. But, look, when you're talking about offenses around the league, 17 should be – that's a given. That's two touchdowns and a field goal. You should be able to muster that.
1: (laughs) I agree with you. 17, that's that's like points back in your day. Now now it's got to be up in the mid-20s in this crazy passing league. But, Benny, I know you said they shouldn't get paid. I like it a lot better when you say they shouldn't go to the pay window. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you had a pay
0: window back in your day. No, right? look, look. There's a whole bunch of people backed up, you know, backed up with their hands behind their back to the pay window because they knew they were robbing the Detroit Lions. Just actually, absolutely, absolutely robbing them.
1: Uh Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. So uh, let me follow up on that a little bit. So you're on the defensive side of the ball. you got to guard up on these guys, not only on your own team, but on other teams when you're out there balling. So what jumped out to you when an offensive player you just knew had it or impressed you? Was it speed? Maybe work ethic? Was, could you tell if a guy was just super smart go, to the uh, game uh, and a, knew a what he did? Of, a,
0: a lot of times, you know, I know my – got to go all the way back from my rookie season because you, you would – Watch players when you when you're in high school, and you watch players when you're at the U, and then your rookie season. Now you're in the game with these legends, and I would always watch Jerry Rice and Steve Largent. I says, man, these dudes run four seven, four eight. It ain't no way they're gonna run past me. But their body of work and the way they competed outweighed their 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 uh, speed it outweighed their athletic ability there's some people are just straight ballers. you know and you have to give them their props for that and so when you go in during the week and you're watching film and you say man this 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 kid's measurables are so far below what his abilities, what he's doing on this field, and so you have a different reverence for this this guy, and so yes, man, I they, 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 they may be talking about John Taylor being, but Jerry Rice was the goat, okay, and so that, that's the way you you approach ball games as defenders, because you you could talk about one guy because the press gives one guy a lot of notoriety, but you have two guys that are <laughs> devastating, that gets no press. So that makes your game a lot harder to defend when you got two or three people that that's give you more heck than just one. I, I would love to play just one baller, but when you got three or four on one offense, it, it's tough to defend.
1: OK, that's that's interesting to hear. So and what I'm hearing from you is that it wasn't, you know, a guy that was electric speed wise or maybe somebody that was just uh, dynamic. It was much more so like the, the work ethic, maybe the the want to the ability just to make plays more so than their physical ability that that kind of put the fear in you. He just that, knew that, like, that's,
0: that's definitely what it is, because yeah. we're going to come to the modern day now. Now you can give all the measurables to Marvin Jones Jr. Okay, all you want to, but when it comes down to it, does he really want the ball in clutch times? Those are those measurables that that'll never be on the scouting report. Those are those things where you when you start watching film and says, "Man, this guy's a beast when he needs to be a beast."
1: Hmm. See see, I gotta counter you a little bit on that because I agree there's some players that just they can find the holes in zones, they can just go up and get the football, but I'm a guy that when I look at the draft or when I'm looking at players like if you can do something that nobody else can do, like I got in an argument with a buddy the other day about Tyreek Hill for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's like, Oh, you know, he can just run go routes or oh he's hurt a lot. It's like Tyreek Hill is the fastest man in the league. And you can't deal with that. Like if he runs four two and, and you run four, 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 five, like he's going to be able to go by you almost anytime he wants. So, uh, same thing with guys when they're height, weight, speed, you know, a guy that's six, four, 225 at a receiver and runs a four, three, like yeah. you, you can't teach that. So I think like, you know, even if he's a little bit lazy, like sometimes I'll still take the talent because I can't go coach that into him. You either got that or you don't. Yeah.
0: So. And like I said, you know, you Gil Brandt is compared this young receiver to the great Michael Irvin. Right. Uh, but I tell people, Michael Irvin is gonna run a four seven eight all day long. He ain't gonna run past you. But when he got on the field when it was time to compete, huh, the beast came out. Because he just wanted it more than you're gonna allow him to get it. He knew that Daryl Green, he was never going to run past. Dylan Sandler, he was gonna, never going to run past. But when it came to game day, <laughs> I'm going to use my body. I'm going to use my hands. I'm going to use all the skills that I have. Not the measurables. All the skills that I have. And I'm going to use that against you. And that's what I, I, I tell the modern-day kid that they have to do. You got to find that hidden talent within you and let that shine. Because, you know, a lot of times when you go to these pro days, you know, like I said, the measurables, the measurables, the measurables. Well, this kid runs a four-two, but he can't catch a cold. In shorts, too. It's usually in shorts and tees. I right. Mean, what do you do in so, Give me that, that guy who runs the 4'7", who can catch everything. All right. Because well, he's going to show up for me.
1: Well, keep your eye on 87 once we start playing because this kid's a rookie and they might bring him, you know, along a little slow. But, um, you know, he, he runs a 4-7 as well. He, he's a physical uh, player. He already looks like he's been in the league about you know three, four years. He he's got that dog in him to go get the football. And what I like most about him is he's probably got the second best name maybe in Lions history. I mean, Quintes Cephas. I mean, that's right <laughs> that's right behind that's right behind Benny Blades for number one of all time. In
0: <laughs> name No, name. no, no. The the, the best name <laughs> Okay is not Benny Blades. Oh, come on now. No, <laughs> The best name was The Punisher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, Qu- Quintus Cephas uh, is pretty good, though. We can both agree on that. That's a pretty good name. Yes. That, that,
0: that's, that's, that, that's a name to grow up by, okay? That, that was almost, okay, he's going to be a, another one on this show that I'm going to give the fans. <laughs> he grew up as Quintus Cephas, right? Yep. I grew up with the name Quintus.
1: Horatio.
0: Horatio, huh? Well, that, <laughs> where's that? Guy? Ah! Well, hey, hey, and don't ever call me Horatio. You <laughs> want to get on the bad side, don't call me Horatio. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the only time my mom called me Horatio when I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> Horatio, get over here! Oh my god, what did that do? What'll that do? So.
1: <laughs> is, is there a story I, behind it you're going to give us or no? Do what? Is there a story behind it, or where's that come from? Well,
0: look, you know, yeah, because I was the only, I, I'm, I'm already the middle child. We, we, my dad and my, my mom, they had a girl, then they had a boy, and then my, my dad says, well, I'm going to name the next one. So he names me Horatio Benedict Blades. <laughs> okay. My mom says, I'm never going to call him that name. I don't know where you get that name from. And so that's why Benny stuck. She said, <laughs> I'm never going to call him Horatio.
1: Oh, man. W- what was her love for the name Benny? Because that's a unique name, too. Where did she pull that one from? She just I don't know where you. she
0: pulled that one from, but I'm glad she did. Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I got to do you. a lot of fighting because the people calling me Horatio oh my goodness that,
1: that's, a, that's incredible so, all right people there's the scoop for you hit, hit him up on twitter and let him know <laughs> uh, all right so i gotta ask you we've talked on other shows about the run game um you've talked about that being the most important you even hit on it earlier on the show the lions have been atrocious in the run game um you think it's very important um, I got this question for you. Could could the Lions just say forget it again and just sling it around the field? I mean, they've got three receivers with some backups like Cephas that are good. They got a tight end now. They've got a two running backs that can catch. I mean, with the way the game's played now, I want to run the football too. But their best game might be spreading people out a little bit. But are you still yeah, on? You got to pound like, it. Like I
0: said, the, the the million the million dollar question around. The Lions locker room and around the organization is, can Matthew Stafford's back take all of that pounding? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When we're talking about coming off a of back surgery, I can see if we we're two years down the road or a year down the road.
1: I, I don't think he had surgery, Ben, just so you know. Oh, I think well, he, he, got, he got beat up with it, but I don't know that he had a big uh, operation on it.
0: Yeah, but look, <laughs> you, you, you're you talking about a guy who had to retire. Because of you know four hundred eighty discs, okay, that that's nothing to play with. Because at any given point in time, I could be sitting down and that back goes out. Right. So you gotta start eliminating some of those hits that this this young kid is gonna be taking. And so yeah, if, if we can use you know the running backs you, instead of handing the ball, just throw him a short little. Screens and use that as runs. Okay. I get it, but you gotta Kind of take the pressure off of Matthew and chunking the ball down the field every play 30 40 No, I mean come on. We, we, we you know the longer the routes the longer he has to drop back in the pocket the shorter time that Those defensive ends get around the corner and start pounding the kids. So yeah. you know, I, I just say the the running game has to be very, very important this year in some kind of way.
1: Yeah. Like you said, get the ball out quick. And also uh, I'm just always afraid of, man, if we're able to throw it on a team, maybe they don't have very good corners or whatever. Sometimes I don't like it when like a Matt Patricia or some of these old school coaches will be like, no, nope, we got to have a 50% run, 50% pass. Like my approach is like, whatever you got to do to win that Sunday, if we got to throw it 50 times, go throw it. If you, if you got to run it, you know, 40 times up the middle, do that, whatever it takes to win. And I hope that's what they do this year rather than uh, just thinking they got to establish the run where well, maybe we can throw it. But Benny, you talked about defensive ends coming off the edge. This is kind of where I wanted to, to bring us home. You wanted to talk about this a couple weeks ago. I said, we get to it. The offensive line. Now you said this is the most important. You also talked about the tackles being the most important where interior guards and maybe even your center. Sometimes you can get away with a little bit of less of a player, do you want me to give you a little run-through on where the lines are at with their O-line? Give you some names, some, some of my opinions, and then I want to get your thoughts on how important is it really.
0: I, I definitely want to hear your opinions about uh, the offensive line. I, I may not know the guys' names, right. but I definitely want to hear your opinions because that is that's, that's, that's going to be vital. right? Very vital this year.
1: Yeah, they're going to be super important. I know that they're easy to pick out on a Sunday when they make, uh, you know, errors and whatnot, but we're going to have to push the pile a little bit. So obviously you got T- Taylor Decker over there at left tackle. He's kind of in a contract year. You know he may get extended before the season. He may not. Some people hate him here in Detroit. Other people love, you know, what he does based on the analytics and whatnot. I'm a Taylor Decker guy. I think he's been nothing but solid sort of since he's been here. Of course, he gets beat from time to time, but he he's a leader in the locker room. He seems like a more than efficient left tackle. He's not an All Pro. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame, but if I can sign him for a good amount, I'd like to. So I I feel decent about the left tackle left guard right now. They have Joe Dahl, who like is a guy we took in the fifth round who like, they've brought up they've they've trained him up he's decent but nothing really to write home about um but he he seems solid he doesn't say much you know all that type of stuff in the center position you got frank Ragnow, who they spent a first round pick on in the 20s um it's a real solid player now that he's settled in at center he could be a pro bowler uh, as soon as this year he's really good i would like to see a little more dog in him where he's able to really push the pile or, or a little nasty you know when he's got to be I'm hoping that comes out. And then you go to the right guard. It looks like we're going to start the rookie, Jonah Jackson out of Ohio State. Um, Seems to be doing really good in camp. And uh you know I I like what he brings. There's times I saw him on tape where he seemed like he was on roller skates or getting pushed around a little bit. But overall, he's a good football player and and seemed like a good pick in the third round for the Lions. And then on the right tackle, that's the one you got to watch. Hal vitae I'm not going to try to pronounce his first name. We call him Hal here. Hal vitae <laughs> is uh, a guy. He's a big old human being. He didn't play a ton with Philly. They paid him a bunch of money he's penciled in as the right tackle and he can't be much worse than Rick Wagner was the last couple years, but I don't know how much better he is either. So those are your starters. And then the backups, you just have some guys that they drafted a rookie named Stenberg, who's really nasty. He's a, just a real nasty football player. We'll see how he comes along. And then they have some veterans behind those guys. So there's my summary for you, but yeah, keep an eye on them. See what you think. But they're not the most physical and nasty, but I'm thinking they're going to be better this year and they've got to protect the quarterback. And the only way you run the football is have these guys push people around and stop being wimps and stop getting beat, you know, on the first move by these defensive ends and defensive tackles. So that's what we got to have.
0: See? <laughs> wow. You just put me in a summer mood, buddy. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? Because <laughs> any, anytime you talk about the <laughs> office of line, and you've been following them for some years now. And the only person that you were really impressed with is the left tackle.
1: No, center. Frank Ragnar is a real good footballer. Okay, player.
0: okay. Well, the center, is, in my opinion, the center has to be the smartest of all, all, all five of them. Okay? And he is. He has to be. Yeah, and, and, he has and, all the calls.
1: and I gave so. Jonah Jackson credit. I three out of the five. I, I gave decent <laughs> reviews. Two I got question marks on.
0: But like I told you, that <laughs> left tackle, and that right tackle, and that center are your three most important. And you said Vi, it's a toss up between him and him, him, him and and uh, the other guy. huh? Either one of them can play. So. Great. I'll, I'll be definitely watching uh, because, like I told you, I'm I'm a Matthew Stafford guy, and I want to see that young kid stay upright as much as he can because uh, from one herniated back <laughs> player to another one, I mean that is it is very painful, and you, we gotta we gotta find a way to keep that kid healthy. I mean he has he has a golden arm for us. I don't care how much we love the receivers and the tight ends. If we can't keep them up right, you can't throw the ball.
1: Benny, you know, let me so. ask you this. You you called him the young man a couple times. You know how many years the Matt Safford's been the quarterback? The 12 line?
0: years, 12 years. I understand, years. I understand years. that. Do you know but how old I'm going to always refer to you guys as young men. <laughs> Do you know how old he is? He's a young man.
1: Yeah, he's only like thirty-two. He started playing at twenty-one years old or whatever. So, like, he could easily play till mid to late thirties if he really started balling out and got protected, like you said. So, I mean, young man, I, I, I you know, in football years, he, he may be middle middle-aged <laughs> well, man. Look. But I'm not gonna like, say,
0: you know, look, okay, you you want me to relate these? I relate to you guys to myself. Right. I know in football years, he's an old dog. Okay where they're about ready to to put him to the glue pasture and just retire him. I understand football years he's old. Twelve years is a long time to play, okay? But in reality, I I think the the, the young man, he, he still has about a good four or five years left in him.
1: Right, well, at the quarterback yeah. position, if we're talking about like a corner at 32, 33, like uh, or a. I don't. The
0: corners don't don't really last that long. So. Right.
1: Right. But I'm saying like that's what I'm saying. He's a quarterback. He's got that good four, five, six years left, depending on how he plays and how he gets protected. But so let me circle back real quick. So, how much importance out of like a you know if you had to rank them one to one to ten. Uh, what's the offensive line is important. So are they a one? is not very important. You can get a, you can get away if you got other players. Or are they a ten? Like, man, they're really important regardless of what else you got on the team.
0: No, I I I, I think, and I'm uh, I stand solid to what I always tell people. If you got two rock solid tackles and a center, that puts your offensive of line up at a nine. It's very important. People don't realize the game is played up front. People like to give all the credit to the running backs, the receivers, and the quarterbacks. But for somebody who's played the game at a young level and at the, at the, the highest level, we understand that the game is won in the trenches. People always say that, but until you have played it, you really don't understand how important that is. The games are won in the trenches. They get no credit. And they a lot of times they get a lot of the blame. Because when the quarterback has one of those hot days where he goes 34 out of 35, and he's had time to throw the ball and look down the field, and he's throwing the ball for 478 yards, and the receiver has a 100 yard day, now, those guys are getting all the credit. But nobody says, well, great job, offensive line. You protected them well. Yeah. yeah That's so just he... how it goes. They, You know what I mean? But if Matthew Sa- Stafford gets sacked eight times, they'll get all of the blame.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, So I, I'm going
0: to always be a proponent for those offensive linemen and defensive linemen because I – Ask Jerry Ball. He'll tell you all the time. Big dog, I need you to eat, baby. Because, uh, look, <laughs> it, it, it's tough when a when guy, you know, is 230 pounds. He's running through that hole full speed, and you got to tackle him. I need for you to slow him down up front a little bit
1: right now we talked about trenches I totally agree with you I think the Lions fans in general that really know football or that pay attention have always been saying man we need a good offensive line we need a good defensive line we haven't really had that we've had players here and there or we've been middle of the road we've never had a dominant one so we almost don't know what we're missing but if I had to peg this offensive line I'm not pegging them as a, a dominant group I'm also not pegging them <laughs> as Swiss cheese. They're somewhere in the middle again, and it's going to come down to can they work together as one, and can they have a little bit more nasty to them. But I think they should be, you know, pretty solid, and and I think that's going to be enough to get this team going because. Like you said, Stafford will be able to get the ball out quick with all the weapons he has, as well as, um, you know, defenses aren't going to know what we're going to do because we could put carry on and Swift in the backfield at the same time. We could spread them out, put one in the slot, run a pass, have the other one in the backfield. Like we're really going to be able to give defensive fits, uh, defenses fits. And I think that. Um, You know, a lot of that play action game they did last year, too, where they would drop back and because they had a little bit of punch um, in the run game, they could they could fake that run and chuck the ball down the field. I think you'll see that, too. But like I said, the line has to give them that time to do so. So, Benny, here's where I'm at with the offense. Like you've given some good insight today about what you thought, what you looked for. I think this is the strength of the Lions team, to be honest. I think the offense, you know, between the, the tight ends, the wide receivers, and now the running backs with the quarterback is really, you know, what they're going to need to use to kind of win ball games. Now, I do expect the defense to be better, but there's still a bit of a question mark where I feel like the offense should come into most games saying, I know you put it at 17. I would think the Lions are going to be, you know, hey, 21 plus.
0: maybe no, even no, I put, the, it, I 20 it. I put it at point. 17 in the old people days. Right. Not, not, not nowadays like i said you gotta at least score four tu- either four touchdowns or three touchdowns and two field goals that, that, that that's just a must going into the ball game because I, I this is a that. passing lead now. <laughs>
1: Right, but that's that's a lot of points. Like the the defense gets paid too. You don't just roll out of bed and score twenty eight a week, like unless you're the Chiefs. So I would on, love most, it if the most could do of that. the highest
0: paid players are what on offense. Right. The game is the games start being changed because what fans like to see points. Right. And so when you want to see points, they start changing the rules of the games, so the offense can score points. When the defense catches up. And the fans are pissed off, oh man, like the Super Bowl three years ago, nobody, that was the lowest rated Super Bowl there, there was in Atlanta because nobody wanted to see a defensive game. All right. So the rules change. And it's going to always happen once the defenses catch up, the rules will change again because everybody wants to see offense, 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 offense.
1: Benny, I'm just warning you because this is what happens. I tell you they have a good offense. The Lions fans think we got a good offense. And they think they roll out of bed every Sunday and are going to score 30, 35 points. And it doesn't happen. Like, they come out slow or they kind of clunk around for half of football. And then they score 14 points or 10 or or 20. And then we're sitting there shaking our heads. I'm going to be the first one to tell
0: you. So, Lions fans, listen to me. If they only score fourteen or seventeen points, you bet believe the next week when me and Derek get on this show, I'm blasting them. Cause that that come on, are you serious? Come on.
1: Well, I, I we have an,
0: that an you, offense that's better than that. You just said it. I the strength I of our our team is the receivers, the quarterback, and the tight ends.
1: But, benny we got to win dog fights too if we're not having a maybe the other defense is balling out and then we can't score the football we're gonna have to learn how to win games 17 14 21 17 and it can't always be a shootout because the fans want it to be so i'm saying i agree with you we should be able to score the ball we should be able to move the ball but i said well, they, earlier, don't, they don't do we, it
0: until we learn to win in the last two minutes of ball games
1: uh-huh.
0: we're not going to be that contender no, I so, you. Uh, so. We, 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 we're in agreement here. We're in agreement.
1: I, I can't wait till we do review shows because then we'll have legit things to not only throw our hands up in the air, argue, but also, like, dissect. And that's going to be some good uh, good podcasting right yes. there. Yes. Benny, we talked about a lot on this show, lots of, uh, you know, some serious uh, straight-up real talk in the beginning, as well as lots of talk about the offense, the, the side of the ball that you were trying to dominate every Sunday. So we're we're like two weeks away. So next week we'll have to chat up some more uh, news and notes from practice and, and get into your head about what you're seeing and what you're looking for. And then the week after, man, it's going to be game week. So you got to be ready to go. I, you've had some bad energy today, so I like it. You're all fired yeah. up.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. Fired up. Ready to go, baby. Two so. weeks away. <laughs> Can't weeks wait,
1: away. everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. You can find Benny on Twitter, at BennyBlades36. You know he's that uh got that 3-6 all day, every day. You can find me all on Twitter, <laughs> at Derek Oakry. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Always looking to get your questions, maybe talk some Lions or uh, Benny. We've just been getting lots of great feedback. I know I hear almost, you know, multiple times a day how much people love the show, how much they enjoyed you as a player. Um, Got some good friends of mine that are like, Okri, I like hearing your takes, but man, Benny is bringing it. So I'm like, hey, no, no offense (laughs) taken. Benny's the man. So uh, that's been some good stuff. And uh, we'll just keep it rolling all season long here on Believe in Lions. You got anything else before we
0: get up out of here? Yeah, always. Tell the Lions fans to do what? B-L-E-A-V. Believe in the Lions, baby, because I do every week.
1: Always. That's what we do here right on the show. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hit that that subscribe button. Uh, Visit our sponsors and uh, share this with a friend. We'll be back here next Thursday talking all things Detroit Lions right here on Believe in Lions. Take care, everybody. We're out.
0: I believe. I believe. I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm going to darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I
1: believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.